This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonna. I'm Jonna. I'm Amanda. And this is Yep, I Did That. <laughs> I can't ever. I don't no. know how to do it. But I love how serious your face gets every time. <laughs> well, because I listened to one of the last podcasts and I like, that's the one that I did it all by myself. Uh-huh. And so I'm always kind of timid now where it's like, are you going to do it? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your face was so, so serious. <laughs> That's great. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year was our first episode back in the studio. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, how was Christmas? It was Christmassy. It was Christmassy and joyfully. Yeah. And joyfully. (laughs) Joyfully done. It was. um, Nothing much to report. It was chilly. It was chilly in Arizona. Yes. It was very cold in Texas. Thankfully, like with the day we left, it was frigid, uh, but um, it's okay. It was nice. You I guys guess. had an eventful trip. Yes, we got deathly ill. So, Yay. you know, that's how you always want to end a Christmas vacation. Uh, last year I did, and this year it's you true. did. John went to the ER last year with the flu, uh-huh. and now I get the flu shot. Yep, exactly. Um, we just had a, a 24 hour bug. But it was sad because it, we thought it was food poisoning. And then just like each member of Kyle's family was just started dropping like flies. So it was no. like me and Kyle. And then his mom was helping me with Ellis while Kyle was in bed the next day. And then she started throwing up. And then thankfully his dad never got sick. And then at the other house, brother-in-law, then sister-in-law, then other sister-in-law, just all out. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, needless to say, we might have a stomach flu episode episode coming up up one day soon yes um and if you were wondering we're a health and wellness podcast oh yeah (laughs) guys we just talk about all the weird random things natural remedies diets floating around the internet yes sometimes we try them sometimes we don't and why you should or shouldn't try them exactly sometimes we're passionate about why you should not do something or why you should exactly yeah and hopefully on your new year's eve if you guys went out partying you had some nac before you, you did I it. took it New Year's Eve. Did you? <laughs> I did. Nice. I popped some New Year's Eve. That's amazing. And I was so tired by midnight. <laughs> we didn't even make it to midnight. Kyle and I realized, or I realized the next day, that it was our first New Year's Eve together since we've been married. And we didn't what? even realize it. Um, and you didn't stay up till midnight? No, we went to bed at 11. <sighs> Ellis was asleep at seven. We had some sparkling grape juice and some cheese and crackers. And that was our night. That's awesome. (laughs) And then like people were asking me at work, like, how was your New Year's? And they were like, where was your husband in town? I was like, oh, yeah. First time since we were married. Have you watched Bird Box? No, we haven't. No, we haven't yet. I really want to watch it. And I don't like horror movies. Kyle does. I heard it's really good. Which, by the way, I can stop talking for my husband. Because he's here! Because he's here! Hello. Surprise! We have a guest. We have a special guest. Special guest. Because Amanda does talk about him so frequently, Yes, we decided we should have him on so you guys can meet him. He should be able to say his own story, right? Exactly. (laughs) And we thought the best way to do that would be doing a little episode about what it's like living with a dietitian. Yes. Mainly Amanda, the dietitian. Yeah, I don't live with any other dietitians. <laughs> <laughs> Just this one. What would you do if there was many? I don't know. It would go one way or the other. It would either be like really good or really bad. There's no middle ground. <laughs> no. No. Oh, goodness. Definitely Kyle, not. why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Um, Who are you? I am <laughs> not usually asked who I am. So I have I to think about it. It's true. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm a musician. I'm kind of like a jack of all trades in the music industry. I have a son with Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) So your job takes you lots of places. So you're gone a lot. Yeah, a lot. I did several hundred or do, you know, average of a couple hundred flight dates a year and just some constantly gone. 
But so many um, miles. A lot of miles. I get a lot of perks, which is really good. Guys, I flew TSA pre-check for the first time. Did you feel magical? She yeah, turned around. She kept fantastic. asking a bunch of questions. It's funny. <laughs> she, would, <laughs> she like turned around and was like, do I have to like, can I leave this on her? I'm just like, just don't do, just walk through. <laughs> like, just don't do anything. Like the amazing part about pre is that like you just, it's like you do nothing. You're just I was walk, just very That's why concerned. I get so pissed whenever I go through and they're like, they actually ask me to do something. Cause I'm like. I paid for this. I feel, yeah. Like I, some woman in Glendale took like my, my $80 and. I'm losing that now because you're telling me to take exactly. my laptop out. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I just am a rule follower. And so as soon as we got up there, I was like, do I need to take my liquids out? And he was like, no, just go. Do I need to take my they jacket get like, off? They get no. like really irritated because like they have to they deal with people, people all day and they're, and they're like, this is, you're slowing everyone down. Yeah. Keep no, you were the one saying no and short with me. TSA was nice to me. 100%. I get really irritated when I travel, <laughs> let's too. Let's dig deeper. That's true. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, well, let's start this episode off and just dive in. Let's if do that's it. cool. Aaron gave me my first question. Scale of 1 to 10, how often do you eat things just to piss Amanda off? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is one like never? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I feel like... Amanda may have a different answer. <laughs> I want to hear because hers too. I, whether it's intentional or not, I feel like she gets angry at most of the things I eat. <laughs> but if you're asking about like if I'm ever malicious about my diet, I honestly would say no. Like I don't ever purposefully eat things to like anger her. I, I don't remember or have any oh, stories nice. about that. <laughs> like I don't like maybe check your heart, my heart. I'm fine. <laughs> I like I don't eat things to make you angry. I, I feel eat like... things to make me happy. I like I appreciate that that's your answer, but for sure I feel like um, like the other morning was a perfect example of this where I was like, hey, baby, there's eggs in the fridge and then there's a banana like you can have that. And he was like, I'm going to go get donuts. And I was like, you do that a lot, too. You do. do that yes. A lot. And I was like, um, but you said you wanted to start eating better and there's eggs and a banana in there. And he was like. Why can't I just go get donuts? <laughs> That's not how it went down. Like it's not <laughs> it like, ended that. like that. It didn't and then end he like, like that. set the keys down and like Did walked. you get the donut? Yeah, eventually. Yes. Uh, I just didn't eat I breakfast. I was like that was a breakthrough. Like, no. No, it was He set the keys down like he was going to go eat and then he sat in the chair and pouted with his phone and was like I yeah, have I seen pouted. you do that about chocolate milk before. I got pouty for like 30 <laughs> minutes and then I got up and I was just like, "No. I'm going to go get donuts." I'm going to go get donuts for this. <laughs> like um So for sure, I think that you do things like that that feels spiteful what's well, not spiteful like i never meant to hurt you <laughs> <laughs> it's not just to piss amanda off it's more to prove a point it's more to make his heart happy because he always wants like he doesn't ever want to eat anything that doesn't sound good to him in that moment. i'm an emotional eater like i eat to cope i'm which makes it sound like i'm unhappy a lot i'm not because i eat there's really, happy eating yeah I guess it's still not great, but <laughs> eating might eating. just make you happy. Eating makes me happy. 100%. Yeah, I love food. Well, that's one of the things we talk about. So, like, I have like such an emotional attachment to food. I will only eat it if it like m- continues to like facilitate whatever mood I'm in. Mm. Like, I it's feel like that super goes dangerous back to your childhood. In like, in the fact that like your parents <laughs> never made you eat anything that wasn't what you wanted. Oh, they gave up like <laughs> super fast. <laughs> Like, I think, I mean, and they would say that too, like a hundred percent. Like I talked to my mom a lot about it and she's like, oh yeah, it was awful. We just, no, thank you. <laughs> we, uh, or we, I, when I met Kyle, all he, I think all he would eat was like macaroni and cheese. Yep. Chicken. Yep. What and am I missing? I think you had steak. like, he, no, no, you didn't eat any red meat yet. Yeah, um, I did. No, nope. you had still just had the one steak on our honeymoon. You weren't like a steak eater yet or a hamburger eater yet. Like consistently. You first met oh, her. yeah. It took a while for no, me to get No, you went hamburgers. to that one fancy restaurant that one yeah. time and you're all, I had something I like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he would eat quinoa at that time. And that okay. was it. That's it. And that's all, I actually yeah. had like a and way healthier potatoes. diet. Mm-hmm. And then I kind got of. like, well, well, way healthier doesn't mean healthy. It just means way yes. healthier. Yeah. Than that period yeah. of life. That was the beige period. Yes, he was a lot. a lot of beige. It was all beige. And yellow from processed cheese. And you have grown a ton since. Like physically? Am I bigger? No. No. <laughs> um, but you have grown as an eater. 
into a better eater. He's uh, actually become a snobbier eater. eater. Oh, I yeah. appreciate that though. Yeah. So, but he's still snobby. crappy food sometimes. That's even kind of unfortunate. <laughs> Bite your tongue. Uh, <laughs> what would you say, like back then, or even sometimes now, is your biggest deterrent to trying new foods? Okay, so like way back, I actually have a specific story that like traumatized me to like new foods. I was in, I was like super little and my parents used to take me to daycare and uh, I remember one day we went and they were like, they had food and I, for as long as I can remember, even whenever I was little, I was like, if it doesn't look good or smell good to me, like I don't want to try it. Like I didn't have like the, like ability to be able to articulate that at the yeah. time but i just like i felt that i was just like i'm not i don't want to eat this it doesn't look good it doesn't smell good and so i've always been like able to very accurately guess whether i'm actually going to like a food or not before i try it and like they had corn and i didn't want to eat it because i was like <laughs> it looks awful it smells bad and like i'm pretty sure i'm not going to like the texture of that and sure enough they've made me at whatever age little kyle was eat it excuse me and <laughs> I just puked everywhere. Uh, like, I just threw right up. <laughs> <laughs> so I just was, like, and traumatized. And just, like, if you've ever, like, known Kyle at all, you know he is not a, like, good thrower-upper. So I can just imagine even a child version of it would be Why would hilarious. anyone, why would people know that? Even I, people I was that like, know me know I have that. no idea what That's kind what of a thrower-upper like, Kyle is. Only Maybe you. because, like, we've talked about it with our, our friends Mary and Robbie before. Well, that's also because, so, like, like you walked know. in on me, like, once recently, <laughs> and we're, like, surprised at how awful I was at throwing up and how painful it looked, and you were, because, like, I don't do any, <laughs> like, I don't do anything to help myself. I walked in and just stood over the toilet and just he accepted it. and was trying to throw up, <laughs> and I had to walk in and go, sit down. She's like, what are you, she's like, I feel bad, I feel but, like, like, sit down, so, you freak. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not trying to be sexist when I say this. Yeah. I think most men have a hard time throwing up. Yeah. Like, I didn't even see Aaron throwing up, but I was like, I wonder what that was like. But we do have a friend who I'm not going to name. Yes. Who had spent New Year's with us a couple years ago. And we were, like, making him drink with us, which was not the best. We were like, car bombs! Do it! That's awful. And he wasn't tr- he eating gluten at the time, but he, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how he reintroduced was car bombs. And oh. he was up puking all night, and he was just laying on the ground puking. Oh. On the ground, he just gave up. He just gave up and was just puking on the ground. And you're like, but That's why? Awful. I was like, I've never done that in my no. whole life. I've never just given up and puked on the ground. Me just- either. I always like make it to the toilet. And one of our other friends, um, her husband got sick, and she was like, he threw up in the sink. And then the next time, <laughs> I know Aaron he says stuff like, like that. threw up in the bathtub, and she's like, but the toilet is <laughs> right there. Why? Like, but why? Like. like- if you can make if it you're there, just, you're panicking. You, you just there? you do whatever you can <laughs> that makes to sense panic. to like problem solve. It's like a crisis. There's no, no sense. Panic in my body that it's like I should just throw up in this sink the instead panic of my for toilet. Me is- Throwing up anywhere but but a toilet. Exactly. Me too. I'm like, I will hold it in. I sprinted to that That's bathroom. That's super entertaining that you were standing up, though, because he's really tall. <laughs> so I'm like, it's going to go everywhere. Sit down. He's all aiming. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, my Look word. Look at Aimer. Oh, That's yeah. So funny. child Kyle was probably also very dramatic in how. Oh, I was probably even more dramatic, but. I feel like that started things. And then there's so I I had like three that I was like, maybe it's these. So childhood upbringing was one of them. Probably. Yeah. Because like my parents just like tried to focus on other things, which is a polite way of saying that just like I was a really (laughs) child for them to raise. And so Mm, every kid has hard times. Yeah. I think would say that I was a good kid. That doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I was like unruly when I got upset. The nice way to say is that you were strong willed. Whatever. You had you were showing leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, look at my adult army now that I control. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've always had like an aversion to food. Yeah. Because I always just got self conscious about it. Even like as I got older and like at elementary, we would like do dinners like in my grandmother's house on Sundays and like there would always be foods that like I didn't want to eat and I would always be like forced to try them and then it would just like not make me feel good and I would get self-conscious and like be embarrassed that I was like not responding well to eating something like in front of everyone at the table. Right. So now even as an adult, if I try new food, it's like I'm like really selective about where I do it, which is why I only do it at like 
ba- like basically Michelin grade restaurants now. Yeah. Because it's like if I'm going to try a new food, I'm going to go here. I'm going to spend way too much money on it, and then if I don't like it there, I won't like it forever. Yeah. So it's just like proof to me. So interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't relate to you in any way with that, but I do feel like other people will. Yeah. I mean, it makes logical sense. It just isn't something I've ever dealt with. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that it's like fear-based mm-hmm. from a childhood trauma. Do yeah. you feel like with clients you hear that? Yeah. It's a lot of like childhood stuff where it's like if something, whenever you're a kid, like all of us have emotional like connections right. to food. And so whether it's good or bad, it dictates how we respond Mm -hmm. to food as we get older. And so there's like if you have a smell that you like or a smell that like triggers something where it's like an emotional response where you're like, I feel like tight in your chest, like food can do that to you just the way like anything else can. Mm -hmm. And so for sure, like childhood is I mean, that's where you're learning your foundation and so whenever you have something traumatic mm-hmm. happen it's for sure dictating i also just love that it was corn i'm like throw it into right? the beige family <laughs> yeah it's i couldn't think of a more repulsive food you know? he, like, to this he day, still despises it like we ate when we were at when we were in back in texas for christmas uh my aunt made chili one mm. night and like i stood <laughs> for like probably a solid like nine consecutive minutes with like a spoon and just spooned out the parts of the chili that I wanted because there's corn in it. That's, and beans. Corn's yeah. like a really interesting ingredient to put into chili, I feel like. I used to whenever I ate Is corn. Is that a Texas thing? Yeah, I think it's a Texas like chili with beans kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Laying a little foundation work for us. Um, has Amanda always been intense with you with food? And your dietary choices, what was it like when you first started dating to now? Is she more intense now, less intense? What's her intensity level with I mean, food? Yeah, she's not super intense, honestly, because I have a pretty strong personality. And I think like she's just like feels exhausted sometimes <laughs> because I just like am just so defiant. Um, and she and so she also doesn't want to like feel like she is like I'm like a client of hers and right. like she like and I won't listen, you know, and so it's just tough. It's a balance. It definitely always boils back to like could I could like put in more effort, but she's not super intense. She's just always very direct when she does choose to say something. Yeah. And like whether it'll stick or not is like it's entirely on me. But when we first started dating, I was more open. Um she would probably want to tell the story. We went out on a date, like one of our first dates. And I had, it was it blackberries for the first time? I'd never had blackberries before. In <laughs> yeah, my life. we used to go um, <laughs> to this wine bar in Lubbock and we'd always get a cheese platter. And mm-hmm. so I think it was like in the first few weeks of us dating. It was dating. very early. Yeah. yeah. Do you Is want that... me to continue telling the story or did you want to? I don't care. We could try to tell it together. Let's tell it at the same time. One word at a time. <laughs> no so, i just yeah <laughs> i just wanted to impress her and was just like i don't want her to think i'm a freak because i don't eat like really extremely normal foods <laughs> and so we ordered some like fruit and cheese plate and like blackberries came out and i was like oh, i've never had blackberries before and, and she I think was you like asked, what is this and i was like it's a blackberry <laughs> just like no shame i was just like i what are this is a new food for me like how am i supposed to respond to it and I ate it, and it was awful. I thought it tasted like <laughs> the earth. I, this is like, literally what I said to her. I was like, did you like it? And he was like, um, I feel like I just ate the earth. Like, <laughs> did I eat dirt? Was it a bad blackberry? I don't. I thought it tasted good. I think he just didn't understand the seeds. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't. Most foods are new foods for me, so I don't know. Like, He also ate a strawberry that night, too. Was that your first strawberry, too? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That is so shocking. Yeah. I feel like a lot of our parents from our generation like phoned it in in the food area. Yeah. But that's shocking. I know, right? I guess. I mean, I had, okay. whenever you think back to like food in the 90s, like I for sure had like Dunkaroos and I ate a ton yeah. of. Or like TV trays. I would eat Dunkaroos tray dinners, right Lunchables. Now. Right, lunchables. Um, like the chicken or the pork in a bag, like shake and bake. Oh, I Did didn't you have, have that. that? 
we always had shake and bake. But I definitely always also had fish and I had vegetables and I had mm-hmm. fruit. And I think I always so had to eat like salad or something. We always had a vegetable of sorts yeah. with our meals. Mm. Not Kyle. Not Kyle. Well, I mean, they might there. have, but it yeah. was there, but he didn't need it. <laughs> it probably was there. But it's so uh, funny. yeah, but I, I think I agree. I think I was very lax at the beginning. Uh huh. Um, because I also was like, hey, I don't want him to be annoyed by me. Right. And I don't know if other like people in like healthcare professions feel like this, but like whenever it's your significant other, it's completely different. Then, like, if I were talking to you or if I was talking to a client or a stranger, you know, you got to tread lightly, you tread super lightly. And then I think that as we have gotten like more comfortable, but then also since Ellis, I've gotten way more intense. Yeah, and I've, just, like, and I've made mean comments to him. Now. Yeah. I'm like, hey, do you want to be alive? You should like eat better. <laughs> yeah, she tries to like future guilt me into eating food. She's like, you're going to, like, you know, you're going to die, right? Um, this is not how I talk to clients. I by just the like, way. I wake up and I walk out and that's what I hear. You know, you're going to die, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to eat this apple now? <laughs> And you're on no. Hey, do you want to drive your son to baseball practice in 17 years? Eat fruit. Eat fruit. Thanks. (laughs) Eat some vegetables. Thanks, Kyle. Basically. Oh, goodness. What advice has Amanda given you in the past that you ignored but now appreciate? Oh. And this is about food. Don't you don't have to go anything (laughs) too personal. Oh, yeah. There's not. We don't have nearly enough time for that. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I feel like there's. I really like sodas a lot Uh and I feel like she has always told me that like my caffeine intake like needs to go down dramatically and like I'm just never really listen and because you know here's the thing this is really messed up but like growing up and like as a teenager and or younger like my parents were would always like limit our soft drink intake and mine especially and I was all like I was never allowed to have more than two a day which Amanda probably thinks that that's like that's insane. Way too much. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so it's like I would drink like, and so then when they would bend on that rule, it would be like, be like I would like have like another one or two. Like I was drinking almost a six pack of like Pepsi or whatever, like just all the time. And so there was like, okay, two soft drinks a day, and I just always kind of carried that mentality. And I was like, oh, as long as I have like, as keep it to like maybe like one or two a day, like that's fine. And, like, that didn't come from anywhere. Like, no, it's not like that's, like, a thing. Like, people, right. you know what I mean? And so I feel like I always kind of ignored that. And now as, like, I'm getting older, like, if, I, like, regulating my caffeine intake either for better or worse, I can I can really tell a difference. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to kind of, like, cut back now. And sugar. Sugar, for sure, because, like, I have, like, blood sugar issues. But, yeah, I feel like I just, like, never really listened. I wish I would have because I feel like it's worse now. Yeah. You know? Soda, that's the thing you can hold on to <laughs> as your hope for the future. That one day, something you're saying now, he'll be able to say that too. <laughs> Let's hope. Um, I just, while we were talking, I was thinking back to like what Kyle was like whenever we very first started dating. And I remember like the very first success moment that I had with him was that... um he used to like eat a sleeve of Oreos in bed <laughs> during the night. Like he would it was just, just have, beige and sugar. Yeah, he and he would have a glass of milk, which he dropped multiple phones into <laughs> his glass of milk yeah, in the middle of the night. Once every six months, I would have to go like get a new phone because I'd fall asleep with my phone in my hand or something, and I would I would have like a glass of milk like next to my bed. I would drop it in that. Oh, God. Disgusting. (laughs) And then, like, I walked into his room, like, whenever we first started dating, and there was just, like, a sleeve of Oreos, or there was, like, chocolate Uh Pop-Tarts next to his bed. And from super young age, he would wake up in the middle of the night, and his dad would, um, like, be up, too. And so he would just set him up on the counter and feed him, like, cookie while they were Which awake Which is actually kind of cute. It's but... cute, like, bonding oh, moment. because, like, my dad's always had problems, like, sleeping through the night, and so, like, I, he would get me up, or I would be up, or something, version of that, and he would, he always tells a story, like, you remember those, like, little cookies that were, like, kind of flower-shaped, and they had the, the holes in the middle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he would, like, I would, like, stack those, like, on my finger, Aww. or he would stack them on his finger or something, 
That's cute. It sounds more adorable than feeding a, like a three-year-old sugar at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, just but... Dietrich. I'm all, come, come, come get a cookie. Come get a cookie. This sounds like, like my parents, like, are, I feel like they're coming off worse than they are. No, that they're, bad. no but that's like, why it's a super sweet moment and it was bonding. But that, like, that's one of the things where, like, you're talking about your childhood or things setting mm-hmm. the tone for, like, the rest of your life. That became Kyle's norm. Well, like that was it, like a bonding oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. And then it became more like that was Kyle's comfort was that in the middle of the night, his body just like naturally woke up. And this, as soon as he woke up, he wanted um, treat. something sweet and a glass of milk. Well, it was just like ritualistic. Mm-hmm. Like even if I didn't crave it, I would wake up and my brain would be like, this is what you usually do. So let's go do that. And then it was just turned. It got like really habitual. Yeah. So. And whenever I broke that, that was like huge success no so more we went cookies? like years and then literally was it last night it was last night last <laughs> night <laughs> i woke up in the middle of the night like to pee and then i I was like man like i'm kind of hungry or whatever and she bought these stupid things <laughs> they're like where did Bro- you get from like trader I joe's them at or- trader joe's because i was craving a brownie so all they had were this brookie yeah so it's like mm-hmm. the bottom it's like shaped like a brownie and the texture is the like, bottom and the is a brownie, and the is a brownie, top but is a the cookie. bottom's a brownie, and it's got like a chocolate chip cookie top. And so I just, it was like two or three in the morning or something like that, or like some ridiculous hour. And I walk in, I'm trying to be like really quiet, and they're obviously <laughs> it's in this obnoxious plastic it's packaging. A, uh, yeah. And I go and I get in the kitchen, and I swear, as soon as I took a bite, I took one bite, and then I hear from the bedroom in the middle of the night. <laughs> You better not be eating those cookies. <laughs> like, it's just angry. Like, just this. It, I feel like it was involuntary. Like, she sat up like the exorcist. She was like, in my head, that's what happened. I couldn't see her. But, like, I just am standing. I'm just, like, terrified in the kitchen. Because I'm like, oh, shit, this is real. This isn't about the cookie anymore. Like, we need to address this. Did you finish eating it? No, because, like, I feel like, because then, like, if, first, well, now I'm, like, terrified. But, like. Because I wasn't expecting someone to shout at me in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, so I, like, well, and like, I sleep naked too. And so now I'm like ashamed. I'm like, who's in here? Like, who's in our home? Uh, I haven't worked out in like three, f- seven years. And so, like, I just was super just naked, like, I did, eating a cookie. <laughs> just naked and ashamed of eating a cookie in the middle of the night. My wife screaming at me. It's just a TLC show. But. <laughs> I didn't finish it because I was like, well, this is going to be a thing in the morning. She's mm-hmm. already going to see the bite. And so <laughs> I, just, I didn't finish it because I knew she was going to wake up. And because she had to teach like super early. Right. So I knew that she was going to come wake me up at like some ungodly hour uh, and just to be angry at me <laughs> for making a really bad decision. So I just ashamed. I didn't even put it back in the package. I just left it on the counter and I just went back to bed. Did you notice this morning? Yeah, I saw then, it on the yeah, counter so she and I woke put up, it back in the... <laughs> yeah, so I woke up and then I walked back in. I saw it in there and I finished eating it after you left. Of course you did. Um, uh, he stayed it. up until you went to work. <laughs> he was like, she's gone. I'm going to go eat the just cookies. Like, turned up like my back is to her in bed. I'm just like, wet, I'm like wide awake counting on the hours. I'm like, man, I hope she leaves soon so I can finish this cookie. <laughs> no, but that was the first thing I said as soon as I got home, though. I looked and I was like, did you just eat all the cookies today <laughs> yeah it was super judgy and like i, I only judgy. ate the I'm one sorry. and she I'm sorry. you've eaten more of those than i have i i'm sorry i was judgy too 80 20 80 20 yours unfortunately though is 80 percent cheese it's and cookies and 20 percent asparagus it's the opposite yeah i think the only healthy thing i eat is asparagus and like i drink water and, and sweet potatoes. potatoes is good for you sweet potatoes mm-hmm. and sweet potatoes are good for you yep um, no, I forgot that I yelled at you this That's morning really in funny. the middle of the night. I heard the package and I was like, you better not be eating that cookie. <laughs> well, here's the thing, because she gets irritated whenever I snack like that anyway. And I've tried to get a lot better. I feel like we've gotten a lot better at snacking over the years. But like she also, Amanda is like really bitchy when she gets woken up <laughs> and like in the middle of the night or well, she's actually really sweet when she gets woken up from next. Like I wake her up from naps a lot because mm-hmm. we have like a family and things yeah. to do. But so if it's like any time like during the day and she like falls asleep or she's like really sweet when she wakes up. But if it's any time and she's like in bed and she's asleep and gets woken up, it's just awful. <laughs> like I'm I have like PTSD from waking her up sometimes because <laughs> she just responds poorly. So it was a combination of her not being like in a good mood at all when she gets woken up and she's irritated because she knows what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so that was the scream i'm just trying to save you from yourself kyle (laughs) 
do you want to be alive? Do you want to be alive? Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat the brookie. Oh, goodness. That's really funny. Well, I was going to ask what's the hardest part about living with a dietitian, but I feel like that was a perfect example. <laughs> yeah, that that might story. be the tops. <laughs> I feel like that's a story about what's like how it's really difficult to live with me. But I mean, it's okay. So honestly, it's I for me personally, because like I've struggled so much with like having good eating habits. Yeah. To me, it's difficult living with a dietitian because I feel guilty yeah. And then like I feel like I don't want to like put that guilt on her because like I know that she's trying to figure out the right balance of being like, hey, stop like being really awful at this. Yeah. But then also just being like kind of like picking her battles. And like I hate putting her in the situation, like pick her battles with like my health and nutrition. But like I just I've never had good eating habits ever. Like the only time I was only ever fit because I just was young and had like a great metabolism. But like I don't like my lifestyle hasn't changed in like 30 years. And so it just like, I feel like that's what's tough. Mm-hmm. So. What would you say the hardest thing is about living with not a dietitian? <laughs> I think the hardest part of like living with someone who doesn't have like food in their like health as a priority um, is really difficult just because. And it's totally not him at all. It's all about like me. I feel like sometimes it's a example, like it's a an extension of me. Uh-huh. And so Kyle is like an extension of me, which like I'm sure most moms would relate to that they feel like their kids are an extension of them. So anything that they do feels like it's your fault I'm that it's child. not yeah. <laughs> weird. <laughs> so weird. Keep um, talking, mama. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I thought it. I didn't say that. I thought it. I didn't say it. It's because you guys are the same person. I'm talking to you guys. Are we Um, the same Enneagram number? Is that what you are? I don't know. We'll never know. Oh, never know. Um, I think it's the dumbest you won't tell me. One day, one day, maybe. Please respect my art. And right my now, in my life. <laughs> on, on on the air. podcast, do it. <gasps> um, no, but I feel like he. I put unfair pressure on him because I feel like sometimes his eating habits is a reflection of me and my capabilities as a dietitian. Yeah, and so I think um, that it's hard for me sometimes to separate that he is an adult. And makes his own choices. And that's not a reflection of me being able to help people change right. well, their also, diet habits. You could have a billion clients and there's going to be some oh, that yeah. don't choose to well, yeah, follow it's, it. It's all about motivation. And like that's like I've even said it to him. I was like, Kyle, because he's always like, will you help me? And I'm like, do you want me to help you? Because it's all about motivation. And I think that like if you're not motivated to change for yourself, yeah. then nothing is ever going to be accomplished, especially in the world of like diet. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's the hardest is that I want so many things for him and I want him to like eat healthy and I want him to like love the foods that I love. Um, but it's hard to realize and like remember that he's an adult and it has to be his choice to want right. those things. And once he's ready, then I'm here to help him. But mm-hmm. I can't put my doctrine theology of nutrition onto him because it's not his right now. Right. You know, and you might never have the same, like I don't have the same. No. And I think it's, but you guys will eat this like same foods, you know, like there's difference, but like we've never been able to share a meal. Yeah. That is hard. Mm -hmm. I actually had this question. So I think it pertains to a lot what you just said um, what do you think the most motivating thing for you is when it comes to making healthy choices? Like what motivates you the most to like make a change or try a new food or like try to eat more vegetables? I mean, it's definitely like our son like was a huge help. And then like as I start to like implement those changes, like I actually see what like Amanda's talking about. and It makes it easier to like believe that because it's not because like cognitively I understand that it's true. Like hey, I recognize it. Right. But like it's just whenever you have like really terrible habits, it's just hard to break them. Mm-hmm. And when you have like emotional attachments to like anything, it's even more difficult to Right, like a cookie in the middle of the night. That's like yeah. a sweet thing that you shared. Yeah, and with myself as an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, not anymore. 
Not anymore. I get screamed at. Amanda just runs out in a back bend screaming at you. Yeah, that's for real. I feel like there's been so many exorcist like, uh, references about me in the back bend. That's like the second time. <laughs> okay, let's be real. Me. The reason I reference that is because I've never actually watched The Exorcist. <laughs> I saw one clip of it when I was twelve on like E News or something. And it was just the back bend, and part. it was just the back bend down the staircase, and yeah. it freaked me out that much that all I have is that and in, like ingrained in my brain. That's so pretty funny. much the plot of the movie. You nailed it. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Back bends, back bends. It's mm-hmm. good. Throwing up. Yeah, yeah scary things so you would say ellis is your most motivating thing there was a question in there yeah ellis helps a lot because like i now see that i mean the obvious is that like i want to be around for him and i don't want to have a heart attack whenever i'm like 51 i'm um, having a six pack a day of soft drinks yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, not beer um but i just it's different too because like he watches us and like Mm -hmm. i want to model good things for him and so like i definitely want to make sure that like our home is the place where he learns like how to like eat properly and like do things well and like how to understand things and so it's like definitely it's like starts from like wanting to be a good model first you know and so Mm -hmm. like that is probably like the biggest immediate motivator i would like to think that like my wife is a good motivator but it's just hard like it's just really tough i mean yeah you know well it's hard when it's like this per- this person like i think it's different when it's an outsider saying mm-hmm. like giving you things that are gonna like fix something yes then when it's like aaron telling me something i'm like stop trying to fix me right. yeah but if i said the same thing to you, you'd be like oh my gosh that's like the best advice i've ever heard probably that's actually like one of the biggest up, but... like, well that's a, that's the like biggest a huge thing. thing like in our relationship too amanda will tell me for years and then like people like someone like a but it, it should be like oh like your friend like says that now and like now you listen i've been saying that for years and i'm like well i don't i can't I'm sorry tell yeah what do you want from me you were right all along does that help <laughs> exactly oh. so i think it's definitely hard whenever a significant other is telling you for sure what to do so i i take no offense that ellis is like the motivator well also you mentioned that um like feeling better makes you realize like what she's saying makes sense Mm -hmm. do you feel like the biggest what what are ways that like when you do start eating healthier choosing healthier things that you feel better i mean energy is a big one like for years, like I've had like really low energy levels throughout the day is because like I'm not supporting myself and like putting the right things in my body to be able to actually feel present and like um, not feel like I need to take a nap or like have some type of caffeine or sugar in the middle of the day to like get through. But that's like probably one of the biggest things is just it's just that. By the way, I'm not gearing up for, like, an insane day, by the way. It's just, <laughs> I don't do a lot whenever I'm not on tour. <laughs> so it's mainly just, like, I don't want to have to deal with the fact that, like, I wake up and, like, my son takes a nap and then, like, I also take a nap. Right. You know? But, yeah, energy is, like, a big one for me. Um, I have, like, really loose joints. It's, like, it's super easy for me to get injured. Like, um, Like, I got hurt a lot. When like as a teenager, like doing sports and stuff or not a lot, but it was just it wasn't difficult, you know. And so like inflammation is like a big thing. And like having like a diet that helps reduce inflammation is something that Amanda's wanted to like that she's been really adamant about. And like whenever I stick to that, I definitely feel better. Um, It's crazy. You know, like not being sore and like sleeping better is like a huge thing, too, you know, because like if you have like weird spikes and like blood sugar and stuff, you know, like you're not going to sleep well and Mm -hmm. affects your energy. And so. He has been letting me spray magnesium oil on him. Have you noticed a difference? Yeah, I feel like it helps me sleep better. It's tough because, like, I try so hard to, like, remove me, like, just, like, wanting something to work from the situation. So it's always difficult to see. It's like, is this affecting me or is this just, like, a placebo effect? But, like, I've definitely noticed. Either way, you're getting good sleep. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I like it and I feel like it helps. It's refreshing for your toes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the toes and the belly. <laughs> That's where we spray it. Do you feel like you notice help with like anxiety or anything like that? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, my mood definitely swings a lot more drastically whenever I'm having like a lot of caffeine or sugar. Uh huh. It's just, it just kind of feeds into that. It just kind of exaggerates like whatever like emotion I'm already feeling. And so like if I'm having a lot of sugar and I'm not having mm-hmm. a good day, I'm just going to be awful to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the inverse is just like if I'm having a really great day and I have sugar, I'm just going to have a lot. I'm just going to be really hyper. Right. I'm like a, like a giant four-year-old basically. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Maybe. Do you think that like since we've kind of been on a mental health journey like you and me and obviously us on this podcast, but you <laughs> and me. Amanda and I are one now. We're How one. does that make you feel? Us. Don't us. yell at me together for eating <laughs> oh, gosh. brownies. We are for sure a TLC show I now. Might. And we are sister yeah. wives. <laughs> oh, gosh. Could you uh, imagine? I don't want to know. No. Um... <laughs> No, but I feel like we've been on a journey more of like figuring out that Kyle's actually had anxiety like since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like do you, this is a question that I just have that we haven't talked about. But do you feel like that you could like pinpoint back where um, like since your diet has always been pretty much the same, like mm. it's gotten better now. But do you feel like. You could look back and be like, you could see that your diet was affecting like whenever you would be going into kind of like an anxiety or like anxious moment, like that whenever you ate, it exasperated it. Or do you feel like just now you're starting to see the effects that food had on you? Or do you think that food played a part in you having a continued road of anxiety? It's a long question. You're welcome. Um, I ask a lot of long ones. No, I think like. It's tough because like, I don't know if I can actually really pinpoint anything growing up with like my diet affecting like my mood or anxiety, but I'm just like so consciously aware of it now. Yeah. I've, it's easier to draw correlations between the two, but also I have legitimately like suffered from like extreme like clinical anxiety since I was young. And like, I mean, like part of that, it's just there's just nothing you can do about it, you know, and like your diet will help or hurt it. But some level of it's always going to be there no matter what, if that's something that you deal with. But, you know, like I used to like get sick whenever stuff would change around the house or if we've, you know, just like little things that like wouldn't really seem like that big of a deal. I would just get like my chest would get super tight and like I would have trouble breathing and like, um, who know maybe, you know, maybe I would go like slam a pack of Oreos then (laughs) to like make myself feel better. But well, I think it's more like, I, I'm super interested in like now versus when we were growing up because mm-hmm. like I don't even think food would be on the table of conversation for people with like depression or anxiety. But now they're seeing like so much correlation mm-hmm. between the foods we put in our mm-hmm. bodies and not. And like we're like the food dye generation. Yeah. Like totally. all I ate growing up was food dye for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So and totally. after that episode, actually, mm-hmm. I was like. Like a lot of us, especially boys, had were on Ritalin or, or were like diagnosed with ADHD, totally, and anxiety and like all that stuff. I'm like, how much? Not that it's all that, but how much of that was like ingrained in us from just all the food we ate growing up and yeah. never. Totally. I mean, like we had like the worst food available to us like, as a generation when we were kids. Like, I mean, especially if you went to like public school, mm-hmm. you know, like the Michelle Obamas of the world just weren't there. No. You know? <laughs> Guys, square so. pizza was delicious and delightful. <laughs> I would get like the most giant cookie. Yeah. What were those things called? Do you guys, did you get them at your high schools? Uh, giant cookies. I don't know. They was were huge. They were well, they were like prepackaged, huge chocolate chip cookies. I don't know. I don't remember that. I always ate called. the strawberry shortcake like pops or like frozen uh, thing. That was my jam. That was a great hand gesture. I always wanted to Thanks. have. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, you two. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. I always wanted to have. We, there's this uh, kid that went to our school in Oklahoma named Mark, and he always brought his lunch every day, and he always had like the best like treats, like snacks and stuff. And he always had like che- He always had like name brand Cheetos, which uh, like we never had in our with house. The and so I would always, yeah, I would always try to like propose some type of arrangement. <laughs> and he just like wasn't having it so at like, all. Dude, these are my Cheetos. 
totally. And he was just like, he always wore like NASCAR shirts. Like really freaked out that I'm talking about him like this. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's probably an awesome guy. But he had everything. He's super nice. Maybe it's just me just like being angry. It was like, you being angry that other people had name brand Cheetos. I like that it was the so Cheetos expensive. that really stuck with you. Yes. Though. I love them to all like to this day. I mean, I'll come home with some like Trader Joe's BS. I'm like, I want this out of my house now. Whatever you like the off brand ones. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, um, I have a question about, so like, I remember after the food diet episode, I for sure came home and I was like, Hey, this is interesting that this could have been like contributing to whatever. I feel like sometimes whenever I talk, you may listen. And then sometimes you may just go, uh-huh. Like right now or at home? Both. So no, for I'm, sure you're like, he's listening uh-huh. right now. He's on right now. Right now he's on. He's <laughs> His fine. eyes he's are like, alert. He's alert. He's looking here. around. <laughs> No, um, but I come home and say a lot of things to you and I talk about like food a lot and for sure dealing with like anxiety and stuff. I don't know if this is one of the questions you had, but um, like I think this goes back to like just what Jonna asked about like one of the issues of like having a dietitian as like your spouse. But whenever you're going through something like that, were you annoyed that I was trying to intervene with like diet stuff to like help you whenever you were like going through like the roughest part of like your anxiety and depression and like getting on the mental health journey. No, I don't. It wasn't an, like I wasn't annoyed by yeah. it. Um, it's real helpful. It's nice. I feel like I actually like took advantage and still do of mm-hmm. having this like incredible resource like in like on like the right side of my bed and um not it never really bothered me i think just because i've always had such weird issues with food like at the time you know because like i've you know like dealing with like depression for so long too was really tough it was hard for me to see the merit in you know having a diet and like regimen change Mm -hmm. and how that can impact you because I'd never really experienced that before. I always just wanted to resort to like medic, like my medication and just be like, well, I'm, well, this is for sure going to work. Right. You know? And I like, I wasn't bothered by it. I just don't think that like I took it seriously just cause I didn't really have any experience with it. Mm-hmm. But you know, now it's definitely coming out of it. And like after, you know, having like gone through a lot of medication and been being on it for a long time and then coming off of it and then, like altering portions of my diet, I can definitely see like big changes. Um, it helps a lot, you know, but it never bothered me. That's it's cool good. to know. Yeah. It's good to know. It makes my heart happy that I wasn't annoying you. You just need oh, that breath to be able to breath. try the exactly. diet things. Exactly. And I think that like we've definitely talked about that. We talked about your story where I said that you mm. just needed to be on medicine. Saw, to have oh, really? That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, what have you said about me? <laughs> all bad things. Not 100%. really. No. I believe you. No. All good things. No, I said that like you needed to be on the medicine to breathe. And then now that you're off of it, you've gotten to be able to like see where and how you want to take like control of Like how you can start regulating health. through. Which just got mm-hmm. so drastic and you just sometimes you just need something Mm-hmm. to like some type of like medical intervention to be able it's to It's like help. you need to snap yeah. out of it and it's going to take a medicine for that. Mm-hmm. For sure. When it gets to a certain I point. I mean, these are like, I mean, a lot of these medications that they're prescribing, you know, can be, I mean, like I had, like my psychiatrist is really great about making sure that I weaned on to it properly and um, was taking it the right way and like was combining it the right way because like I was on two different ones at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just was super helpful being able to have someone even in that field that was like really cautious about it. And it was just like, this can like really affect you. And so like, we need to be careful about how you're going onto it and eventually how you're coming off of it because she definitely was like medicine is beneficial, but like, I don't believe that you need to be on it forever. Like for anyone, like, I mean, everybody's different, but like she, you know, for me specifically, it wasn't a thing that she felt like needed to be long-term. And so it was like, I think mine was like two years or something that Mm -hmm. she wanted to like see this cycle and then kind of come down but yeah, I mean, sometimes you just need like a bigger push, you know? Yeah. I'm excited that you're trying other things. I'm excited to see that journey yeah. continue. It's nice. I mean, it's, it's cool being able to like have that kind of control over it now that like I've made 
like adjustments and like seeing that I can kind of come back to like center. But that's super cool. What did you think about CBD? Just curious. I love CBD. I mean, like, I mean, I, I love weed too. I think it's all amazing. But <laughs> I, uh, um, if there's any impressionable listeners out there, do it. Oh, but um, I think like CBD is like actually extremely helpful. I just started um, drinking like the CBD, like infused water mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, that's amazing. But, um, like I have like a, like a CBD pen that I could smoke a lot whenever I travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tried the tinctures, like the drop, like the droplet ones. And like, I just like Amanda responds really well to those. I don't feel like I responded as well to them just because like, I've always smoked more, like mm-hmm. even like pipes and cigars and just like, I just, it's just something, it's just really therapeutic. Cigar pipes. Cause I feel like that could be and, taken that you like smoke pipes. Oh, like, like what do you mean? Like, like crack, crack pipes? cocaine pipes. <laughs> like there was no mention of a spoon or aluminum foil here. So <laughs> there we're fine. Yes. No. Um, yeah. No tobacco, <laughs> pipes, tobacco pipes and then like hookah and stuff. And so it's just like the physical <clears throat> act of that is just really like therapeutic to me. It's comforting. And so like being able to smoke CBD was like a super easy transition to make. Right. But regardless of what, like how you ingest it, I think that it's really amazing that, you know, you can have something like in almost any quantity. I mean, like you can, you kind of like, you can't like overdose on it. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's, I mean, I'm not encouraging you to smoke like 50 in one sitting. That's probably not good, but I don't know. You probably won't die. But <laughs> this is not approved by the FDA in any way. I think it's don't approved by it. anybody. No. Um, no, I just, I mean, CBD is super helpful. I've noticed like pretty drastic and immediate changes. in what are in, the like, immediate mood. things that you feel like? So if you are in the, like, do you take it whenever or smoke whenever you're feeling like it? anxiety coming on or do you do it preventatively and then like how does it make you feel it kind of depends like on day to day i mean like whenever i'm on the road i kind of i'm I'm a little more on top of it i smoke pretty regularly i go get like disposable pins all the time whenever i'm traveling just because it it just kind of helps because i'm constantly in different i mean like tour is like one thing but like whenever i travel for a, for a while now it's always been just like me and the artist and we'll go do like radio promo and then like do interviews. And then we have to go check in to a hotel and then we've got to go back for a sound check for another performance that night. And it's just like, there's a lot of things that stack up over the course of a day that tend to get a little hectic. And so we're just, and we're constantly being driven around a lot and flying a ton. And so it's just physically taxing. And so it just kind of helps me be a little bit more calm and just kind of respond to things better. And it just helps me focus like I've got a pretty overactive imagination and it's difficult sometimes for me to key in on certain things, but it just like, like if I smoke at home or whatever, it's just, it's just helps me just like feel a little bit calmer and a little bit more centered. And I can just kind of like regroup myself and kind of focus on what I need to focus on, you know? That's but, awesome. Mm-hmm. You're a test subject. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's more so like if people do have anxiety, like That's what they could maybe like feel relief. I think, I mean, I think CBD is like a really incredible aid to that. I mean, ultimately nothing's ever going to take it away, but through like changing your habits and like changing aspects of your lifestyle and, and learning how to deal with it, it can be an incredible aid to be able to kind of like help be able to manage certain parts of your day. Or if you know that there's a certain aspect of CBD that you respond well to being able to be preventative about it, like you mentioned you know it's just so it's helpful it's super helpful i think that if there's a shop anywhere around anyone who's listening like and if it's something you've been curious about just go talk to people that work there it's like they'll tell you like that's every shop i go into they're just like yeah like i can't tell you how many people i've talked to that work at shops that are just like i used to have super crazy issues with anxiety and depression and like i was able to like get off of my medication and i just do cbd now like if you don't like it there's not like side effects you know so, that we know of. Yeah. That we know of, for <laughs> sure. Some more yeah. studies need to be done. But yeah, as of I'm right not a medical now, professional. Great, but I'm but glad that's helpful. Great option. 
My last question on my thing was just, what's your current favorite meal? <laughs> I feel like I could guess it, but I want you to tell us. A hundred percent steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In some form of potato and asparagus. But I just am so into steak. It's not even funny. I th- I feel like it's a... I mean, it drives Amanda nuts. It does. But you didn't even eat red meat when I met you, so... No. <laughs> it's true. But now it's like oh, he it wants went from nothing, like, like no red 60, meat outside like of... Fast. Yeah, outside of tacos. Like ground beef and stuff like that. And then, and now it's like he eats hamburgers and he eats steak and he, if... To he, be fair, I eat come hamburgers over, pretty seldom. Like it's not... Like I don't eat hamburgers a lot. No, but you do eat them now. And some days you'll have a hamburger and then you'll have a steak at night. Oh, yeah. Those are great days. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that is where my issue comes in with not that like steak is bad. It's that you tend to go towards the overconsumption of red meat. Yeah, both in frequency and quantity. size, quantity. Because like I'll like go because like I have my favorite spot that I go to. And they have Wagyu sirloins and they also have tomahawk steaks. And so, mm-hmm. like, I will literally sit down. I'll eat, like, 18 ounces of meat in, like, one sitting. Yeah, that's a lot. I'll go <laughs> Disgusting, out. guys. If we're out on tour and we go to, like, a super nice restaurant and I'm not paying for it, I will get, like, a tomahawk steak. like, 30-something ounces of meat. And, like, on multiple occasions, I've eaten the entire thing by myself. But And it brought you joy. <laughs> it I brought a meat sweat. I would say that it pretty much ruined the rest of my night <laughs> and part of the next day. Yeah, Ew, it was worth it. Sweats. though. It was great. Probably, and then like super big digestion issues. Probably. No, it's fine. I like I'm built Ford tough. I can handle it. <laughs> I mean, he's lived his whole life on cookies. It's true. <laughs> it's just like it's true. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, basically. Um, I think that my. Like the saddest thing that's happening to our life is that um, there's a Chick Fil A coming in. Oh my gosh! Like I literally just entered a house. contest to try to get early access. Did you? There's you a countdown. Eight days. Tomorrow will be seven. It opens next Thursday, but there's a like premiere night, <laughs> and you can win well, tickets I, every die. Every, oh, every die. Every die. Every die that you die is from chicken. No, I was gonna say every day we drive by it. Kyle always goes, um, "How mad would you be?" Or would you divorce me if I camped out? It's a beautiful location. It's so pretty. Oh, I was like, really we should take a picture beautiful. in front of that wall. We should. It's, pretty it's great. a good wall. It's such a good wall. You if anybody's I'm... wondering, it's also just a great location. Like, yeah. Kyle and Amanda and my friend Pat. Yes. <laughs> he was talking about opening one in like the Valley area, yeah. Studio City, Burbank mm-hmm. forever. And I was like, Pat should have done it. Pat should have done it. He should have bought he, that franchise. Well, you have to work at Chick-fil-A for a minimum of two years to he looked into be it? qualified. No, we all have. <laughs> like, I, you literally, you have to work at Chick-fil-A it for a minimum to be of two years for to be all able to buy us one. That if we ever wanted Chick-fil-A, you had to either go to Pasadena, yep. Hollywood, yep. or Northridge. Yep. Those were your options. And now it's well, just right down the street. North, no, yeah. thank you. I'm not going to Northridge for anything. <laughs> like, I had a friend that lived in Northridge. I never saw him. Yeah, it's like a different country. I yeah. won't do it. You live in Canada as far as I'm this concerned. This location's bomb, though. It's like right in it's... the middle of all the studios. Yep. Yeah, it's great. It's going to probably affect my commute places. Probably. Because yeah, those because freaking chicken minis are right. bomb. It's <laughs> literally, chicken minis are Well, because bomb. in L.A., when, I feel like in a lot of cities, too, but like L.A. doesn't have the real estate like the room to develop yeah. like larger parking lots and yeah. driving areas that a lot of these other cities do. And so like at every Chick-fil-A in LA, the lines that would normally be wrapped around the building are wrapped in and they go into the street. And yeah. like the Chick-fil-A that's going in Burbank is right next to the on-ramp for the 134. And so it's just going to make that intersection horrid. But it's going to be worth it. But Chick-fil-A is really efficient. So they're super efficient, but it doesn't change it my initial going. reaction. Do you when have I pull a day we're going to want Chick-fil-A like, the most every week, though, is Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. We're all starved because we were all playing or at church all morning. I still then, think that their decision to not have to like to not open on Sundays is like the world's greatest and longest running like marketing ploy. And that one day they're going to open on Sunday and they're just going to demolish all these fast food records and put everyone else on business. Like, Could happen. It is delicious. You never know. Great. It's super good. You never know. Never know. But that, I feel like that's going to be my biggest hurdle as a dietitian. 
for all of us. <laughs> no, just my husband. Everyone else is fine. And I love our Chick Fil A so much. <laughs> I go to. I'm in Atlanta a lot, and the original Chick Fil A is there. Is there? It's called the Dwarf House. I've seen and it. There's a statue. Maybe in your story. Yes, You've seen sure. it on my Instagram for sure. <laughs> there's a statue in the front of, of Estrit Kathy sitting with his arm open on a bench, and I always sit next to him whenever I go and kiss him. Does yeah. he feel like your grandpa? R.I.P. Yeah, I didn't really know either one of my grandpas. So I know. So it may as well like be he's him. like hugging you, being like, "Eat my chicken." <laughs> Here is a chicken mini. Eat oh my, my chicken, gosh, son. chicken minis are so good. I completely agree. Oh, they're the best part of Chick-fil-A, I think. There was a Chick-fil-A in the um, university student union building at, at Tech. And, and everybody so, loved it. Yeah, I ate it once. You ate chicken. I did. In college, I still ate chicken. <sighs> Sad. Yeah, but that was like 20 years ago, right? <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> Actually, it was like 10, guys. Maybe nice. five. <laughs> it was like t- yesterday. So thanks, well, you went Kyle. to college forever, so yeah, that's true. That's um, very true. To close out the episode, <laughs> instead of closing on Chick Fil A that we just talked about for like ten minutes, uh, any advice you would give, like if you pulled yourself out and were looking above, like you and Amanda's dynamic as far as like her input into your diet, what advice would you give you from the outside? Because I think there might be people listeners out there that maybe do have like a significant other or someone in their life that's trying to help them and they just can't hear it from that person but maybe it's they should try to hear it from that person i don't know does that make sense the question i'm asking Mm -hmm. like if i could give myself advice from like an outside perspective yeah as far as like the the way that you intake amanda's dietary advice slash implement it I mean, I just feel like I put so much emphasis on how things are going to affect me in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the biggest piece of advice I could give myself or anyone would just be like, it's it's really not as big of a deal as you think. And it only really has as much power as you give it. So just being able to have the foresight to recognize that if you make a good choice, it's going to be way more beneficial for you after you make that choice, as mm-hmm. opposed to like, being indulgent in the moment or being afraid of whatever you're going to feel or whatever's going to happen or whatever's going to do to your mood or attitude because you do this thing you don't want to do. Like, it's not really, it's, it's honestly like not that big of a deal. Like it's really not, you know? And so I've just been trying to be really conscious of recognizing what things like I'm giving a lot of power in my life and like realizing how it's affecting future me because of like my in the moment feelings towards it. And so just, I, I would say just like taking a minute and just thinking about how it's going to affect you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so and then if you feel like you're going to, you know, like later that night or the next day, you're going to wake up and just like not be happy that you made that decision. Like just find a way to like fight through it and like make a better decision. I love that your brain just immediately goes to like, I'm really unhappy that I did not eat that steak yesterday that I still wanted to eat that dang donut. Uh, no, it I'm was like now it was the opposite. It was like I actually like I wanted to make like a like I wanted to eat something in health unhealthy because it makes me feel good. But if you don't do it, the next day you're gonna wake up, you're gonna be thankful. But on the inverse, I'm saying like if you actually go through and like you give in, the, the next opposite, day you're gonna yeah. wake up and you're gonna like I you're gonna like feel bad that you did it. And I, honestly, the next day it's like it's to me it's like it doesn't matter anyway. Right. The next day because I'm like, oh well, that thing is gone now, and the fact that I even did it kind of bumps me out because like I now am no longer still getting a benefit from that thing that I did. But I would be if I actually would have made a healthy choice. You know, it would have like you know overflowed into like the rest of my life. Yeah. But yeah, so it's more like that. But I say that I'm gonna go. I'm gonna eat like a pop tart at like three <laughs> o'clock this morning. But. I'll hear it with my spidey senses. <laughs> backbend right out there. I'm going to backbend out there and be like, get right. that out of your hand. I'm going to sleep in the studio and lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> with the Pop-Tarts. With Pop-Tarts. Shaking um, in fetal position. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your little half of your dynamic. I don't know what I'm saying, but you guys understand what I'm yeah. saying. Share your half of me talking about food. Food. And you. Yeah. Well, I hope some portion of my incoherent rambling can help somebody. It was yeah. not incoherent. Not incoherent at all. <laughs> um, thanks for being here and thanks for being 
honest and now I know that you're willing to be motivated. So get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. And on that note, I think we're pretty much done with this episode. Yeah. But the bachelor is starting bachelor did it start and i missed it no it starts it next starts week. this monday right yes kyle and i were watching whenever we were awake watching the rock in new year's eve with ryan seacrest he was on and kyle was like are you guys gonna be watching that and i was like when does it start tomorrow and he's like when has it ever started on a tuesday i, was <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> thank you kyle <laughs> It's always been on Monday forever and always. He was just like, what are you doing with your Maybe life? Maybe I'll be motivated to live tweet us on Yep yeah. for The Bachelor. So if you want to follow along, follow Yep I Did That on Twitter. Yes. And or Instagram. I'm sure there will be many Instagrams. slightly tipsy Instagram stories of about course. how terrible this season's going to be. Oh, for sure. All yes. Right. Um, leave us a review. And subscribe. subscribe to the podcast. That would be really wonderful of you. And remember, you can get a Yep Club shirt. Yeah. If I did that shirt. Do it. They're so cute. They're so cute. Um, And if you have one, take a picture in it. We want to see you. And hashtag rep Yep. Yay. And hashtag I thought yep that was Club. a great hashtag. By the I'm going to give the credit to where the credit is due. Yourself. <laughs> Kyle. No, 100%. That was my it idea. It was Kyle. It was Kyle. Yeah. That's such a good idea. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> I was like, wow, Amanda, that's really good. <laughs> nope. It was Kyle. He was like, you should hashtag rep yep. And I was like, super smart. Done. Dang. I was giving you all that glory. I know, but I can't. I have to be honest. So it wasn't me. It was Kyle. But well, guys, happy new year. Happy hope new year. you're enjoying your 2019 so far. Yeah. And tomorrow's a new day if you're not. And if you made a choice of eating donuts, remember tomorrow's a new day and make that healthy choice. 80-20. I'm watching. 20% donut. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>